It's 8 a.m. It's Saturday. Must be time for the Cummins Real Estate Group Show. It's the first episode of the year for 2019. It's the Cummins Real Estate Group show with Michelle 1L Cummins. How are you doing? Hi, Curtis. I'm doing so good. Thank you for asking. How was your New Year's, by the way? Uh, uneventful. I had a bit of a cold that kept oh. on me in the in the holidays, crept in, and uh, I wasn't going to be much fun to anybody. That's going around. I don't get the man cold. I'm fine. I, I power through it, but I didn't think anybody would want to spend time with me hacking, coughing, sneezing. And spreading those germs. So I just hung out at home and dropped my family off at a party. What a steak. Yeah, me and the cat had a rocking <laughs> New Year's Eve. <laughs> What's your cat's name? Tigger. Oh, cute. Very fat, lazy cat. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we're not here to talk about cats. We're here to talk real estate. And specifically today, you've brought in a special guest to uh, you know educate us a little bit on a problem that people know was a problem, but I don't think they realize the scope of it. So I'll let you do the big introduction because you always do the big introduction. <laughs> this is a huge, huge issue and a very hot topic. Um, I have brought in certified EPA building inspector, hazardous material survey reports. He does, Michael Hill of owner of pre-construction services. Thank you so much for coming in, Michael. Really appreciate it. Uh, You are going to be sharing with our listeners a very, very, uh, it's so important. I can't even explain how important this uh, topic is. I'm going to let you explain it. (laughs) And something that you call evil dust or has been uh, coined evil dust. That's correct, Michelle. Yeah, the evil dust has uh, been a nickname in this industry for more than 100 years. And rightfully so, for very good reasons. The uh, Evil Dust name started back in 1898, actually, a long Mm -hmm. time ago. Yeah. Uh, Not 1998, I said 1898. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's more than 100 years ago. And uh, that's when the Europeans had sent in some lady uh, building inspectors into the factories to find out what the problem was with employees that were just dying mysteriously. And they had determined that it was from this evil dust, which they later generated and realized that it was caused from asbestos. That is the evil dust. That's where the evil dust originates. What is asbestos? Asbestos is a natural occurring mineral that's mined from the earth. And it was also referred to as the miracle product because it's silky and it was very, very great for uh, many different products. Uh, because it was silky, they could wine it like twine. They could make wool out of it. Then they started realizing they could use it in multiple different products. In fact, there was over 18,000 different products that it was used for. 3,000 of those products were commonly used in building products that are in our homes today. Mm. So where did the term evil dust come from? It came from the factories because it, the factories were typically dusty places to be. And um, anybody working in these factories all of a sudden would develop lung diseases and a lot of them were dying mysteriously from this invisible dust. So that's where the evil dust word started to generate was from the lady inspectors from back in 1898. Now, moving a little bit forward into 1906, just to give you a little bit of background, 
France reported that they had lost 50 workers from one factory over a period of a few years when they realized it was the same evil dust. When they looked deeper into it, they realized it was an asbestos factory. And you were saying earlier, um, before we went on air, that the Fraser Valley, that WorkSafe BC, has noted that there's, was it 60 to 70% of deaths are specifically from asbestos they exposure? They truly come up with a, a number, but what they do report is that the leading cause of death in the industrial workplace industry right here at our Fraser Valley is caused from asbestos exposure. And uh, that's quite interesting because here we are in 2019 and we're still making these kind of reports. Now, the word is that it was 57 to 60% of all, mm. but there has been no actual numbers other than it is the leading cause of death. And across Canada, you, you mentioned around 100,000? Yeah, they say about 100,000 lives are lost every year from asbestosis and other asbestos-related lung diseases. Now, how long have we been using asbestos, uh, you know, in society and in our culture and around the world? How long has it been going on? Well, it dates back to 4,000 years uh, BC. You know, the the mummies that they're digging up, they're realizing that the cloth, the white cloth, was actually an asbestos fiber. uh, There's also uh, in history records that show that the candle wicks that were used back in those same days were also made of asbestos. Um, Asbestos wasn't produced in the industrial world until the mid-1800s, working into the later part of the 1800s. That's when they started to realize there was a problem with this product. Then again, 1906, France reported the 50 workers that had died from one factory. And then uh, moving forward, the first documented case that actually proved it was a lady by the name of Nellie Kershaw. That's the story you have on your Facebook page. That's correct. And uh, she died in 1924. She had uh, commonly complained of breathing issues while working in her factory. When they did an autopsy on her, the medical report was that she had died of sharp little crystals in her lungs that had caused her death which was directly related to working around asbestos. Now, ironically enough, that same year, 1924, when she died, was when production of asbestos in our own country, Canada, became uh, very, very popular. We went from producing 35,000 tons of asbestos to nearly 260,000 tons of asbestos being produced in our own country for the manufacturing purposes, which was the start of huge dollars. The, uh, the industry was experiencing huge growth. Um, there was many jobs created. Nobody really wanted to admit that it was gonna be a problem. Yeah, and people are renovating, they're doing construction. Uh, you said homes before 1991 is really important to be tested and, and looked at. That's correct, yes, WorkSafe BC um, claims that anything below 1991 should be tested before it's renovated. It's mandatory if you're going to be hiring somebody to have a survey done on your house so that you're not uh, bringing a worker into your home to do work on your house and exposing them to asbestos. And not only mandatory, but you were saying also earlier that it's criminal, isn't it? It's turning criminal. There are some criminal cases right now that are being um, going through the system. There's one in the U.S. in particular. There's a few right here in the Fraser Valley that uh, are um, 
where a contractor was being charged criminally. One case was uh, a contractor that was doing demolitions on houses without doing surveys. And he basically told uh, the city and WorkSafe that they had no place in his business. Well, they showed him differently and he was charged criminally. And when it comes down to it, you said it's the homeowner's responsibility to make sure it's tested, but it's also whoever they hired to come in to do the work, it's their responsibility to ask and make sure they've had the testing done. That's correct, Michelle. It's it's really important that uh, they realize who is the hiring person. If the homeowner is reaching out and hiring their own contractors, then to come in to renovate their home, then it's their responsibility to make sure that the workers they bring in have knowledge of what they're actually renovating. If the contractor comes in and signs a contract with a homeowner, then the contractor cannot bring other employees into that home without having that tested. But eventually it all falls back onto the source, which is the person paying the first bill, which is typically the homeowner hiring the contractor, the contractor hiring the employees. And I don't think we know how important this issue is and that how important it is to get this survey. We don't. We don't. Um, a lot of people do, actually. There, there's a fair amount of people that understand the severity of the problem, but there are still a whole number of people that don't. And I believe that part of that problem, going back in history a little bit, was about 1948 when the John Manbridge Company, which was one of the major mine operators and the major producers of the asbestos products, had uh, done their own testing and surveys on the asbestos. One incident they reported they did... Uh, testing on lab mice and rats. They took 11, exposed them to asbestos. Nine of the 11 died of asbestosis. Wow. We've had documented cases that are in the history of, of um, where they had done studies on more than 300 workers in the early 1900s. And uh, they found that more than 25% were dying of the same disease. And we all know people who have died from it. Actually, we do. Yeah, yeah. I have uh, one particular person that uh, uh, that I know personally that had passed away from asbestosis, and he had never worked in the asbestos industry. Ironically enough, when they did some history, they found that he was working in the brake lining industry when he was a teenager. It took thirty years, but it finally got him. So asbestos doesn't kill you overnight. It's a very, very slow, slow process. The last two years of life is, is pretty... And you were showing a report, uh, something from the province uh, headline, that where somebody was only exposed to it one day and it got them. That's correct, Michelle. There was an article that was done in around 2010 of a, a gentleman that had one day of exposure, and then 30 years later he developed a lung disease related to that exposure. Wow, that's uh, that's <laughs> we're probably scaring a few people here right I'm now. Scared. I think I uh, they're looking around their house, going, "Oh boy!" Uh, so, if people want more information uh, uh, about this, uh, Michael, you must have a website where people can find out about what you guys do and stuff like that. That's correct. Yeah, pre. ca. They can uh, Google pre construction services. Now, the name pre construction is quite. Um, people would ask, "Why did you come up with that name?" Well, it was a group of us, the owners of pre construction services, and myself had got together one night and. We were talking about it. Woke up in the middle of the night with this thought of before construction begins. That's how pre-construction began. So the company was developed to protect workers and homeowners before they go and do their job. 
there's many, many trades out there. There's the drywallers, the floors, the roofers, many trades, the furnace people. They all need to know what they're renovating for their own safety so that they can go home at night to their families and not bring asbestos with them. All right. Well, we got to take a quick break here. Uh, Michelle, before I forget, let's get your web address out there so people can see what you have going on. Michelle with one L and Cummins, no G, dot C-A. Beautiful. We'll be back with more right after this. And we are back with segment number two of the Cummins Real Estate Group show. It's uh, Michelle Cummins, of course, and myself, Curtis Pope, and our special guest, Michael Hill. Now, now, Michael, I have to ask, I know a lot of people are probably wondering this very question, <laughs> and they're going to not like the answer. What in my house or their house will they find asbestos as part of? Well, if your home was uh, built uh, pre-1991, then the possibility that it contains asbestos is there. Now, the type of products that it could be in, well, there's a lot. There was about 3,000 different building products that were manufactured in Canada, particularly from 1924 right up into um, 1990, 1991, that could contain asbestos. Now, in saying that, the most popular ones that we find is drywall. It's uh, in, located in the mud of the drywall, not the drywall itself. The uh, textured coat that's on the ceiling that old popcorn texture coat that everybody wants to scrape off and mm-hmm. make that smooth, modern look, mm-hmm. very dangerous. What we find is one of the most dangerous ones is the old vinyl flooring. Now, the old vinyl flooring had a paperback located underneath it. So the myth is the asbestos is in the vinyl. It's not going to come out and hurt me. It's trapped in there. Well, that's not true. It's in the paper part below the, the vinyl linoleum. Now, in saying that, don't get that mixed up with a vinyl tile because there are vinyl tiles that were made with asbestos itself. So when they remove these products is when the danger occurs. Those are the most common ones other than insulation, the old vermiculite that was in attics that is most 9 out of 10 times containing asbestos. Sometimes if they uh, test vermiculite insulation and they find that it was not containing, generally means that they didn't test it correctly. And in saying that, when you're going to hire a contractor, you want to make sure, or when a contractor is hiring uh, an employee or anything of that nature, you want to make sure that those products are tested properly by a qualified, certified person. And there's really good reason for that because there's a lot of liability that can fall on the person testing. Some people will test drywall, take it to the lab. They'll save a couple of dollars. They'll get a negative uh, report back because they took the drywall sample in the wrong spot. The contractor comes in thinking that he's going to remove all this drywall and it's safe when it's not. Now he's exposed. And you said you will go in and for free you will... Uh, look at somebody's home or building uh, and and know exactly where all the spots is, how many uh, samples you need from it, and you'll advise them? That's correct. Yeah, it was a unanimous decision uh, amongst the owners of the pre-construction group that uh, we do not charge for that type of information. Our consulting is free to the public. We do the free speaking, the free talking. Uh, hence, we're here today uh, on the air getting the message out. You can call our office, book an appointment. There will be no charge for that service to come out to your home and do an evaluation and consult with you on what may or may not contain asbestos and how many samples would be required if you're going to renovate or do a demolition on the home. So this is important 
also, if you're thinking about buying a home before 1991, you want to know if it has these uh, hazardous materials because a lot of times the property owner, the seller doesn't know. So hiring you to come in like they would a house inspector. A free consultation is mm-hmm. always great. So if you're a realtor, an agent, or you're selling your home or you're purchasing a home, it's a great idea to have one of our inspectors come out of there and do the free consultation. You'll at least get a good heads up if it may or may not contain. Now, some older homes have products in it that would not contain, hence a home that had already been renovated. So now the drywall is all new or newer or the flooring has been updated since. You wouldn't worry about that. But if there's products in the home that are older, you really want to know it for a number of different reasons. The number one reason is the health effect that it can have when you move into your new home because you can bet dollars to donuts when you move into the new house you're going to do a renovation you know whenever uh, we've purchased a home you first thing you're thinking is i'm going to change the floor i'm going to change the carpet i'm going to scrape the ceiling those are just common things to to do so it's really important to know what is safe and what's not so that's why we also came up with the motto at pre-construction services was work safe and work smart and yeah, and you said in, in 2018, just this last year, they finally put a ban in Canada for products containing that's asbestos. That's right, Michelle. That's uh, that's very very true. Night, this this year, 2018, finally Canada has a ban on asbestos. Now, ironically enough, we've known it's been a problem going back into the 1800s. You know, um, in 1924, we knew it killed people. By 1931, the insurance companies of Canada, United States, and Europe said, if you're working around this product, we're not going to insure you. And that was, you know, a long, long time ago. So it's not like something that we just found out today. A thought just occurred to me, too, because, you know, you, there's a lot of older homes around the Fraser Valley, homes that would have been built, you know, 50 years ago. And a lot of times the basements were left unfinished and people have come in and finished them off later so you could go into a house like my house for example it's a 50 year old house and i know that the renovations came later in the basement so the drywall upstairs is probably a lot older than the drywall downstairs so you would need to take samples of both that's correct yeah and that's why it's it's good to have it done by a qualified person like under the uh, the regulations of work bc under the 20.112 of the regulations that all surveys should be conducted by a qualified person for that very reason because you want to know the correct areas to test from so that you're ensuring the safety of the occupants and the workers. And if there's asbestos in in our homes, will that affect our health and the health of our family? No, not at all. If, If you can have a home that could have asbestos in the walls, the problem comes when it's disturbed. And we all know these homes are getting older and eventually they're going to be renovated or or demolished that's when the problem occurs one of the other myths is that uh, the vermiculite in the attic they say well if it's not disturbed then it's not going to harm well there's a little bit of an exception to the rule when it comes to the attic spaces because attics are ventilated you have airflow Mm -hmm. so your attic essentially is in a constant state of disturbance so everything Mm -hmm. in the home yes your attic then that becomes another question because it is being disturbed. It's like a ticking time bomb. It is. It's a time bomb waiting to go off, and you don't want to breathe it. Now, let's go back to why in 1898 these female um, um, work factory workers were sent in to do these studies, and they found out that this dust was killing people, and they called it the evil dust a long time ago. So it's called a miracle product, but... 
It's really evil it, dust. Exactly right, Michelle. It's the miracle product and the evil dust. Both of them are, are head and head and side by side. So when planning on renovations, uh, what what should somebody do? Well, if your home is older than 1991, you should contact a qualified person like ourselves, pre-construction services, and we would come out to your home, give you your free consultation, and then from there you can make educated decisions on if you want to move forward with your renovation. And if you are, then you would have it surveyed. Now, we don't just pick numbers of how many samples that we're going to collect. There are guidelines that we have to follow that are set out by WorksAPC. An example would be if your drywall is more than 1,000 square feet, you might need three to five samples. If it's less, you might need three. If your um, flooring is all the same in the house, you may only need one. Those are the things that a qualified person knows. I think there might be a lot of resistance to having some tests done or people might not know what they're getting into, but if they are going to renovate, like, do you have any stories of, of some instances to well, share do, with Michelle, our listeners? Yeah, one, one in particular is um, a home where the, uh, the city had come in and they'd shut down the guy's project because he was renovating without a permit. When uh, he got his information how to get his permit. They told him, well, you need to have a survey. So then we got called in to do the survey. When we d- went in to do the survey, we discovered the home was half renovated. Uh, at that point, the drywall was uh, on the floor. The home was extremely dusty. There was a woman with her baby in the high chair feeding her lunch saying, you can do your survey now. Uh, we found that was quite disturbing. Mm. Those sample results came back positive. Um, the people were more upset that they had to do the testing rather than the concern of the asbestos exposure that their infant was inhaling. Mm -hmm. And again, that's because of lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge is uh, something that uh, is the biggest problem in this industry because people just do not realize the severity of the problem. Uh, One of the the myths is that um, abatement contractors charge a lot of money so they don't want to be involved in that. And that's one of the reasons why Pre-Construction Services has committed to public health and safety by offering the free service for the consultation. So the moral of the story here is ignorance isn't bliss. You need to know. You need to know. Yeah, exactly. You just It's something that you just want to know for your own safety and for the safety of your family and people that are directly affected. Now, uh, Peter Manbridge from The National had done a report, Canada's Dirty Little Secret, and they had had to change the name slightly to that. But the report was um, how Canada had started selling our asbestos products to other countries when we started to ban it here. And also in that report, he mentions how a housewife had died of asbestosis exposure without actually being exposed to asbestos. When they did some history on it, they found out that she did the laundry for her husband, who was working around asbestos. Wow. And then she died of it. Wow. I'd like to um, see if the real estate uh, board, because with our government relations committee, which I volunteered on for years, I'm not currently, but this is a really good issue to bring to Canada and, and lobby re- regarding uh, like grants or something to help people out for those who maybe can't afford uh it or don't think they can afford it or at least just um because because canada is the one who allowed it for so long um maybe we can get some money to homeowners for renovations for this purpose that's a really good point michelle and that brings up another topic on funding for asbestos there isn't any but there should be now canada is responsible 
for allowing this product to be widely manufactured and produced, even knowing what we know and how long that we have known that it's a problem. We've known since Nellie Kershaw passed away in 1924, scientifically, that asbestos kills people. The insurance companies, again, stopped selling insurance to people, but yet here we are, Canada, United States, and Europe kept producing this product, and there's no grants and no available funding to help people remove it. And I believe that starting some kind of a lobby uh, and getting homeowners to sign a petition to get granting and funding to help combat this problem that we've created for ourselves as Canadians. I'm going to follow up with this, with the Real Estate Council. A good idea. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're just about out of time. So before we do run out of time, Michael, once again, give your address to people so they can find out more about your, your company and your services so they can find out about their houses. Sure. Yeah. The, the company um, is owned by uh, Jacqueline Bryant and uh, my brother, Neil Hill. And um, we're located in Chilliwack, British Columbia, and we're on Patent Avenue. Our toll-free number is one 499 7227 for those on a landline, on a cell, or a direct line is 604-392-6476. Or you can Google us at preconstruction.com. All right. And Michelle, one more time, your web address? michellecummins.ca. And be sure to listen again next week when we talk more real estate in order to unlock your real estate potential on a show where real estate is maximized. Thanks for listening.